You're listening to Red Nation Online. Last time he went off with an injury on May the 16th. This time he is sent off and has put Toronto down a man early in the game here. Ooh. Saturday, August 1st, it's Eastside Stand-Up's Paul Marhew, and I'm Ian Clark, post-match from TFC's humbling 3-1 loss to the New England Revolution. It was a match that swung on Josie Altidore's red card. However, the discussion also centers around another match with atrocious defending and questions surrounding the back line. We look at Altidore's red, his frustration and where his confidence is at, the defenders who had another poor game dealing with set pieces, and look ahead to Orlando and Kansas City where drop points are not an option in the conference race. All that and more in the next 40 minutes on East Side Stand Up. I don't know, I guess we, we kind of had a couple like uh, ways to, to enter this uh, episode, Paul, was that, uh, where, where's the comeback? Yeah. Uh, where's the comeback? Trump, he loses 3-1. Yeah, I know, and, and we also didn't score three or four goals on the road. Up is down, left is right. Yeah, but we did allow three goals on the road, which is, it's been an atrocious month of July. Well, technically it's August 1st, right? Yeah, but do you, do you, do you give them any um, leeway in that we went down a man? And got a penalty call, a soft penalty call against us. That that was two of the three goals. Well, the one thing I would say though is that the manner in which the goals were scored, and that we had this type of penalty, it's consistent with the way that this month has gone, last 31 days or whatever. Starting, I guess, with LA. Uh, if you look over those, maybe if you look over the last 30 days, yeah, we can say that uh, on the road, on the road, anyways, our defending has been absolutely atrocious. I think we had. F- Four goals in L.A., four goals in New York, three goals in Columbus, and now three goals in New England. And it didn't it didn't really get any better with uh, our new our addition, Ken Terry, coming in. No, and which was in my countdown, I said, it can't get any worse. Right. Well, well then, <laughs> geez, I spoke too soon. It, it can stay it, it can as stay worse. Same. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't get better, it didn't get worse, it yeah. stayed the same. So, I wasn't wrong. No, no. Um, it, was, it was a disappointing, um, I mean, when did... Uh, uh, Josie got the red card at the 38th. Yeah, the was 38th. it? So I mean, we were kind of joking during the game that usually you're disappointed a lot more, uh, a lot sooner. Yes, on the road. This so, last month, anyways. Yes, yes. So you know, we got to the 38th minute without uh, being too disappointed. No, I think the one thing I, I want to just preface this all by is obviously we're here at the football factory and uh, I can't out on an outdoor patio. Yep. So you're gonna hear street noise. Yep. I hope everyone's okay with that. The other thing I wanted to preface by saying is uh, it's, not, it's maybe not a good uh, habit to open a podcast with an apology of a, a missing 10 minutes from last week that I promise, I promise. You got it there, though. I mean, like you said, it was going to be there the next day. I went back, and there it was. It was there, but we heard about it. And for those who waited, it was insightful. Go back and get it. It was worth it. We definitely left them hanging. Yeah, and it was. I wanted to put out all our all our best jokes came in the last ten minutes. So you haven't heard it yet. I say go out and find that. But here we are. Like we said, a three one a three one loss to uh, 
New England. I think, um, you know, the first thing I think is that, these, starting with last week, the, the biggest, I don't want to say concern, but looking at these next few games, it's all Eastern Conference. I mean, mm. that's probably the biggest thing. We didn't obviously lose uh, the games at hand that we have, right? which is four, so that's silver lining, but it would have been a great game to, to, to get a point out of yeah, or yeah. to be able to pull away. Uh, especially because um, I don't know the exact scores, but DC United won tonight. I think they came out on top five four. Yeah, I think so. Oh, and Orlando, Orlando won. Orlando beat Columbus. Yep. They were on top tonight, so <laughs> things just got a little tighter. But uh, I mean, I've been hearing all week that this game wasn't the be all end all. We still had ten of fourteen at home. Um, Let's talk about that. You know, I kind of I have to admit that I kind of coming into this game if we didn't get a point I wouldn't be that bothered by it yeah you know and and maybe I just heard it enough during the week that I kind of like started thinking that way yeah because um, it's always hard to get points on the road and the turf and yeah. you know Javinko had that heel going and um, Altador I was a little worried about him falling again <laughs> and hurting himself yeah so at the end of the day even if everyone, uh, we didn't get the red card and, and uh, no one got injured and we, we came out with nothing, I mean, I probably wouldn't have been that disappointed. Yeah. You know? And the fact that we scored a goal ten, with 10 men, yeah. I actually felt good about that. Yeah, I, you know, I think the only thing that, you know, I understood the logic of not being overly concerned with this turning into a negative result, but, you know, I still, I still think back to last season. I still mm. think back how we, we were sitting there with games in hand be like, ah, we got games in hand. And then we lost that one game. Like, we lose that game in hand. One of them. Yeah. Ah, we still got more games in hand. Yeah. And you lose that one. And it's like, the games where you had in hand, where we had those advantages, a game like this would have gone a long way and not making those do-or-die games. And that's where, you, you know what I mean, that's what you don't want to be in a situation with. And that's where this team just has no experience yeah. in. You know what I mean? Because our roster's always turning over. These aren't guys that can all look at each other and be like, man, don't worry, we've been here before. We know how to dig down when it's a pressure situation. Mm-hmm. We don't know how this team can handle a pressure situation. On the on the flip side, though, are we a different team from last year? We don't have a, a lot of the same personnel. I mean, that's a question that's yet to be answered, though. Yeah, right. That's the only, that's my only concern. Mm. I, I mean, performance-wise, we've seen so far, yes, but you know, we've sat halfway through a season or almost just past where we're feeling pretty good. Right. So I'm just. I don't want to start having conversations like that until September because we've never been that far along where we could start saying things like that before. Yeah, and you make a really good point, which which I wonder when Vanny came out in the second half and said, we're going to do a lot of defending. It's kind of on... It, it kind of followed what he was saying at the beginning of the week where, you know, this game, it's, it's always important to try to get a point, but if we don't, it's not the end of the world. And then he comes out in the second half and says we're going to do a lot of defending. Yeah, and he said we had we have three games this week. Yeah, that was the other thing, yes. right? So yes. that's true. This is one of them, right? Right. And then Wednesday, Saturday. Do you think he made the right call by not closing shop, but at that point, at that point, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, obviously, I have a different. I'm saying from the start of the game. That was my pre- my previous point was was coming out at the beginning. However. At the half, I think a lot of people probably looked at that game and been like, wow, this is going to be up a battle. And it just, you, I mean, who, who are we, for that second half, who are we looking at that's going to turn the game on its head and change it for us? Right? Especially because he took out Jovenko. Right. That's what I'm saying yeah. is that, man, you can't just, we can't just keep going into the game thinking, well, 
we're down two or three nil. I'll leave, well, I'll just leave Jovinko on, and he'll yep. figure it out for us. I mean, that's just not a way to progress. That's just not realistic. And I th- he, he, sorry, when he said he was going to work on defense, I mean, it kind of. I got the impression that, like, okay, there's stuff we've got to be better at, and we're going to take this second half to be better at it. Yeah. But the funny thing was, I thought they were actually pushing forward really good in the second half. Yeah, the second half was different, and I think the commentary made, the telecast made did make the point of asking, is that more to do with Toronto or more to do with New England taking their foot off the pedal? Mm. And I, I've always thought, like, you know, over the years we've seen Toronto sort of when they're out of contention put in some good performances and play a little more free and I think that's is the same when you're in a game where you're out of the game you can play a little more free you can play a little bit less disciplined and kind of just let yourself go yeah. and so I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant to pull too many positives mm-hmm. from that second half because you know you need that happening in the first half you need a goal from Osorio right from the start that's, that's fair right yeah. not that's at the very fair. end of the game when you're down 3-0 yeah. So that's that's my point there. But if you were going to pick some positives, Osario was definitely one of them. Yeah, I thought he was. You know, and let's let's roll into the like let's roll through some of the game and some of the, yep, the action. And we can we can touch on Osario and get to his goal. Um, obviously, the biggest issue or the biggest question or discussion heading this game was injuries, um, and Jovinko was one of them. That mm-hmm. was we weren't sure if we were going to see him this game. But of course, we're missing Michael Bradley. We're missing Ashton Morgan. We're missing Warren. Yeah. Uh, Colin Warner on a Sorry, on suspension. Yep, yeah, Those are all issues for us, especially after the last game where Warner played so well. Yeah, um, probably had one of the best games he's ever played for us. Yeah. So that was that was a there was definitely concern about what we could bring to this fixture. Um, but seeing Jovinko out there, I think, was uplifting. Uh, yeah, and then of course Kantari getting his first start. Yeah, and I, I think we we kind of commented that maybe this the lineup we had at the beginning of the game wasn't too bad. I mean. You put Jovinko on, right? Yeah, on the pitch, and I mean it elevates any team, right? But like, even without him, it it, it wasn't. It, I thought the defense would actually hold up a little better than previous games. The midfield looked fine. I mean, Delgado, Osorio, uh, Sheru in the back. Yeah. Um, it just, I guess, I guess, did, did did the game go off the rails with the red card? Well, no, I don't think it did because I think we saw consistency from before that. I mean, we saw. Let's talk about some of the early going, and, and of course the first goal, which was you know Fugundes, Kalen Rowe who crosses it in to Charlie Davies on that set piece, right? And it starts with Berkey giving up a shitty foul, yeah, right, and then Justin Morrow just not tracking Rowe far post, and we'd already seen that. We'd already seen Morrow lose track of players before, and we'd seen Perkey you know, pointing out to me, like, you got a fucking head in the game, man. Yeah. This, these guys are getting behind you wide. And that's what happens, and he slots it in, and the players are all over each other, and Davies just goes to goal and, and chips it in. I mean, that was happening before that goal happened, and it happened again after. Yeah. So, definitely without a question, the Altador Red played a part in any chance to come back or stability or coming back into it, but I think that's worth noting is that the defending was suspect from the beginning, and it was unfortunate that it was Morrow who, I think, when I, you know, didn't have a good game tonight. No, um, no, he didn't. was getting caught with players getting behind him. Yeah, and there seemed to be some uh, acrimony with some of the guys on the back line. Yeah, I and think Morrow got kind of talked to a couple of times. Yeah, I think, and I think that's, I mean, that's something to 
that's a part of this continuing discussion with the state of this team is defending, right? And, you know, I last week I, I started to open the discussion that I think I'm going to continue again tonight about where Perky fits into this team beyond this season. Um, I didn't think he was particularly good tonight. No. No, he, he, he was hot-headed. He was rash. He was he was looking for calls that didn't come his way. We kind of talked during the game that, um, you know, at the, at the beginning of the year, Caldwell, he only played a couple of games, but at least the defense looked a little more steady. Uh, Perkis doesn't seem to be the guy that can uh, can take that that leadership role in the back um, and kind of settle everything down there. I, I, I honestly don't know where where he does fit. Do you think he's good enough to come back next year and... As of now, I would say no. Yeah. As of now, I would say no. I've, I, for me, I've seen enough that it's he doesn't bring enough positives mm. that that drastically outweigh what uh, I wouldn't say or that I would call as negatives. And it's just like you know, if he was a just a a marshal, a general at the back, that could weigh outweigh some of these issues. But he's not. Yeah. And I'm and I'm part of me is wondering, you know, as much as we as much as we like. We're saying, you know, French players bring a certain level of pedigree and, and as much as he brings that, you know, it's like I think there might be a disconnect between the language that's being spoken between all those guys. Um, I mean, I just, to me right now, it doesn't look like there's harmony yeah. on that back oh, definitely not. between Bendik, yeah. Perky, Morrow, and, you know, whoever's playing it right back at any given moment, Jackson. Jackson played, we thought Jackson played okay tonight. Yeah, he did. So that's, I mean, that's something to be current, concerned about when you don't see. And then if we move forward after that goal and we talk about the Altador red card, I mean, there's there's a whole discussion right there about talking about Jose Altador and his recent performances and where, where he's sitting in terms of his, his he, form. He looked frustrated. I mean, that reaction, like, uh, kicking out. I, I don't know if he was frustrated because of this game and maybe that particular defender was on him all night. Like, I didn't notice a lot. Uh, that was the same defender kind of touched. Gonzalez. I mean, yeah. He's, he's, he's physical. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But he, th- it was a strong reaction. And and I haven't really seen Altador do that this year. Yeah. So it, it, it's concerning, I think. Yeah. I, it was very, like, uh, unprofessional. Yeah. You know, just like something you wouldn't expect from. Now, Altador is still young, mm-hmm. but he's been around. You know what I mean? That's the thing. So it's something that I thought... I, thought was very from a guy that even though he's I think he's 25 that but I mean he's been you know he's been playing since he was a teenager yeah like starting yeah so technically by you almost consider him a veteran in terms of where he's played oh, you have and to. the games he's put in he's played and, in a couple big leads and, the, and then we said if he hadn't have done that you might have been looking at a, a second yellow for Gonzalez right mm-hmm. because he had the one against Jovinko yeah but of course now they're just looking at him kicking out at him and then now the game is completely you know flipped on its head yeah we would have been in a sitting position where we might have been up a man and then now it's mm-hmm. the rules reversed and then it's just you know I wanted to think about Altidore's recent performances and where he's you know how he's been playing so far this season do you think and of course like we were saying when he left the US national team camp having zero influence on that gold cup is is the mentality of him not in his be- in the best place and where does that mentality come from? Is it an injury? Is it lingering? Is is he not performing up to his own standards? <laughs> it's hard to say. I mean, uh, it certainly is unlikely. Yeah, I, for me, I'm, I'm wondering if it's just 
we talk about just frustration and him, you know, coming in as a DP, the level expectation and maybe on himself not meeting what he knows they probably are on him. I mean, he's probably expecting himself to be, you know, closer to the goal total that Jovinko has right now. Probably thinking he was going to reclaim the form that he had when he was in in the Netherlands, mm. um, and he's yet to meet that. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's played. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but eleven or twelve games, um, and he scored six or seven or something like that. So it's not like he's like on a bad pace. Like at the end of the year, he should still get fifteen goals. I would think. Right. Um, but to your to your point, is that what he? expected of himself yeah. coming into the season and it's the thing is like, I would say is that clearly what we've seen like, he doesn't influence the game yeah right we haven't we haven't seen him consistently be able to like there's been a few games where he's shown bursts like I can think of the home game against Houston where he looked good in possession and the last home game against um, Philly yes. last home against Philadelphia where he actually played a really good you know, he had a really good hold-up game. Yeah, really good target forward, back to goal, which was yeah. something that we haven't seen much from. Like things like that, we're like, oh, okay, but it just hasn't been consistent. It hasn't been something we can money out for them. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt the guy has tremendous talent, and um, when he is on his game, he can influence him. Is Jovinko being such an influence taking away from his potential influence on the team? It's, it's tough to say. I mean. Jovinko has, has been a complete engine for yeah. this team. I, I think it's, I mean, if he's not there, I don't know if those goals are being made up for by any other no. player on the team, no. as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you just look at the, the way that he's been scoring, and those are special goals, the free kicks. Yeah. Um, Was this the, the first game Jovinko has kind of been subbed out of, like early? Probably since the early going of the season. Yeah. I think his first couple of games, he, I, I think the first game that we would watch together against... Uh, Vancouver, he would have been subbed out of that game. So, right, right. yeah, I think the first few, and, and the, the interesting thing is, I remember when speaking to, knowing both from Aaron Nielsen and speaking to Julian Zadorozny, who knew him well from Serie A, it was like, the, you're only going to get the best out of Jovinko if he plays 90 minutes. Right. He's not a guy that you can play for 60. Like, he's got a guy that's got to play the whole game because his brilliance can come at any point. And he went from the first minute to ninth, and he's got that ability, and he doesn't give up. That's what we've seen from him, obviously, is that he doesn't pack it in. Like, yeah. he, even when we're winning, he still keeps putting up highlight reel plays. But after that Altador red, of course, we saw the second goal, which was, you know, another free kick that led to a penalty that was from Perky. I mean, we kind of saw him thought it was kind of soft, and then I saw a couple stills where... He did grab his arm. He definitely did. And he was... It was they solid, were they were right. Panel. He was yeah. on him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, contact wasn't egregious, but I mean, there's nothing else you can expect from a play like that to happen where they're yeah. gonna they're gonna call that penalty, and then Lee Wynn steps up and slots it in. And he's been a guy that for New England, of course, like that's where their season rose last year was that guy scoring 20 goals. Yeah. Uh, and I think now he's only on five. So five tonight five on tonight so I mean we go into the half at, at 2-0 and then we see the speech from Vanny at the half we said, we said Justin Morrow was not available for, for, for comment no kidding no kidding I, I was not, I don't know about you but I was not shocked to he's, not see Justin he's, Morrow he's taking a shower he's waiting on the plane He'll... he had no interest in talking to James Charman Charman was like come on guys Marky Delgado offered little to nothing he's like hey what about that red car I wasn't looking we don't give up 
He did say we don't he give said up. We don't give up, but he also <laughs> said we dug. He said we dug ourselves in a hole about five times, and then he said um, he asked him the red card. He says I wasn't looking. Okay, that was that was useless. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, we spoke to Greg Vanny at the start, and he didn't seem very pleased at all. You know, and we all, everyone noted that Jovinko's out and what the situation is. They're just going to defend through. And, and early on in the, uh, the second half, you know, the only, only interesting tidbit I had I was saying was, you know, at the football factory, they put the TV screens up over the window. <laughs> and it looked like these, these uh, I think they're gone now, this, this group of uh, long-haired Heshers that were inside. I like they were going to get in a fight. <laughs> They're having an animated discussion about something while one guy was eating a whole, like, giant piece of lettuce. I thought that was strange. I mean, well, it, it was kind of it was kind Just of decoration on the plate when you're having ribs. I mean, if that giant piece of lettuce isn't... Do you eat that? I don't really eat that. It usually. depends on how they shared the ribs. If I guess. you were the guy that got less ribs, you want the lettuce. I guess. I guess if it was a small portion of ribs, you might eat the lettuce. I thought it was weird. And then seeing them arms up and yelling. Hey, but... The, the second half did get slightly more entertaining. I thought I thought actually Toronto looked pretty good in the second half, and I know that it was probably more like likely that um, New England took their foot off the gas. I get that, but they were also passing really well. They were d- down a man too, so I mean you can't put it all on just New England not playing well, right? Um, I thought they looked pretty good. Rosario looked great. Jackson looked great. You know they're actually getting more into that final third than they were in the first half. Yeah, and I think maybe, you know, again, I'm, I'm, as you saw, I kind of rolled my eyes when I was going to talk about some positives because I don't want to go... <laughs> but there was, you know... With, I'm here for with, the positives. Yeah, without their best players on the pitch, like the DP quality guys, and even Sheru being subbed out, they still tried to... They still tried to build... They didn't try to send the long ball over the top. They tried to work it through the midfield and up the wings and work triangles and pass it. Yeah, up to the you know up until the 18 yard box instead of just lobbing it over the top. And a lot of it was going on on the the right side, the attacking right side. Yeah, too. you saw Osorio, mm-hmm. you saw Jackson linking up and Chap. It was really Osorio, Chapman, and Jackson, yeah. uh, and even Zavaleta from the back was you know he was trying to when he came in. Yeah. yeah. So, and then of course you know the the talking points from from the from the second half was that the yellow card to Bendik. Yeah, <laughs> which was weird. Yeah, that, I don't, like no one really knows what that call. I mean, he got the ball first. He got the ball first. His his leg wasn't high. Um, Charlie Davies. I mean, he kind of like buckled over and fell over. I don't know if he got kicked or not, but um, I don't think it was a dangerous play by Bendik in it at, at all. And then the third goal again. That was from that off that play, wasn't it? It was. That was the so the, yeah. so the free kick comes from that play. Yeah, and they swing this ball in, and I just. You saw it coming, like it, yeah. It but then you watched replay, and Perky didn't even—he didn't even move. He, he had just, his hand up. He just stood there with his hand up as an offside. And he, yeah. And, yeah, and and I don't know what to say about that. It—it—you could almost like do a five count, like you're you're watching, and you could count a few seconds of him just standing there with his hand up, waiting for a, a call that wasn't coming. You know, at the very least, at some point. Put your hand down, get into the play, well, and yeah. try to do something. You can right? still run with your hand up, <laughs> right? You can yes. still you can still mark a player with your hand up. Yeah. I mean, wh- have you ever seen a referee with a guy with his hand up be like, oh, oh, I'm gonna call it back now? I mean, just come on, man. Like, if the yeah. flag doesn't go up, the flag doesn't fucking go up. So yeah. why are you standing still and just watching the play go by? Yeah. Anyways, another add that to the 
dossier <laughs> on on Damien Perky who you think he needs a break? Think he needs to come out of the starting eleven? They're not gonna do it. He's got he's just he's got too much experience, but for me, like the last couple games I've just I've just not been impressed with what he's had to offer. From the very beginning there's been like small things <laughs> that um, have just continually built up that I'm yeah. I'm just I don't see overwhelming positives Sorry. from him yeah that can make the difference I, you know you're right I mean like because who are you going to replace him with right who goes in there yeah the options are limited I mean they're going to have to they're going to have to just hopefully get through the season and address it or sign someone in the last week they could do somebody that. else they could do that I mean obviously Greg Vanny has speed dial to France <laughs> yes. maybe he maybe he maybe he tries to find another guy that we can um that we can bring in here. And then, of course, the last thing that this game rolls out on, as we've already mentioned, was the goal from Osorio, which was, you know, we saw two plays towards the end that I... I mean, Osorio scored on his goal, and Chapman had a chance where that ball was right along the carpet. Yeah. And you saw him take the touch, and as soon as he took the touch, because we, we... I've seen in other games so far this year is that if he just strikes the ball... Like on the bounce, or, or right, you know, right away. There's an opportunity for a shot on target, and he seems to want to always take that first touch. Chapman or Osorio? I'm thinking of Osorio right now. Okay. And the play is over. We saw it in the first half. I think you remember me saying, "Oh, just shoot it. Yes. Just shoot it, man. What is he waiting for? He's trying to find the perfect spot. Deflected off the New England guy. But in the second half, he does it, and he a little bit of a heavy touch, and you saw Fagundes close him down, but he just got there in time to slot and it was around. A, he placed it nicely, like right in the right-hand corner. But, man, like, you, I, you know, you're on the brink of just being, come on, like, yeah. just strike the ball. Just strike the ball. I mean, it's it's hard to kind of get in the head of a player sometimes. I mean, like, did he, did he want that extra touch because he wasn't confident that he can, you know, like make the shot or, or get the right shot? I mean, like, does it go back to the gold cup? Like who knows? Yeah, I mean, is he? Does he think he's still auditioning for a place <laughs> in the starting eleven? Yeah, that could be it too. And then we saw Chapman have a similar. I mean, that wasn't the same position, but he was set up in a space where he was running onto the ball, yeah. where it looked like he could have put a shot on target, and he took a touch, and the play kind of ended. And yeah, yeah. you, know, you want to see you want to see those guys take their chance. Mm-hmm. Obviously, more would come from them trying to strike it than nothing at all so absolutely that's kind of where that's kind of what I think about those plays and of course we saw this the clock tick down and uh, the finals three to one yeah um, you know was, I guess we can walk away saying at least it wasn't a clean sheet the young guys came on and they kept playing yeah I mean maybe that's something to take from it again we looked at the we looked at where this game sits in amongst all the fixtures that we have coming up. So it could end up being one of those games where, ah, you know what, maybe it is just one to put put behind you. You got some guys that got a good run out. I mean, Chapman got 45 minutes. Delgado got pretty much a full game. Full game yeah, pretty much. Uh, Osorio as well. And that's that's what you want. Yeah, that's what you want from those guys. So, and it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't think you'd call it a humiliating loss by any stretch, so. I don't think so, I, you know. We did score the goal with 10 men. Uh, we did, uh, for the last half of the game, they only got the one goal, up a man. Um, like you said, a bunch of the young guys got a run out, and they performed well, I think, and uh, nobody got injured. 
the turf didn't destroy any careers. So yeah, no kidding. I mean, and 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 I I, I know I, I completely understand what you said earlier about um, you don't you don't take any game for granted, and you don't um, you know uh, say points aren't important and uh, bank on on games at home. But I mean, when you're Toronto FC, that's an asterisk. That, that's yeah. a disclaimer. When you're Toronto FC, yeah, yeah. There's a few teams in the league I think can. Can but, manage that, but uh, I don't think we can. But you know, at, having having said that, at, at, at like when the game is over, and uh, you know, knowing how I felt coming into it, um, the fact that they kind of used the second half as a training exercise, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Right? Like nobody got injured. Um, a point would have been great, but yeah. I don't think anyone was seriously expecting a win, not with the injuries. And um, you know, we come home on Wednesday. Altador is not going to play, and that's really yeah. unfortunate. And Bradley may not because he's still injured. Yeah, let's let's look at the next couple of games because we have um, Orlando at home and Kansas City at home. Uh, yeah, so those are both those are pretty pivotal. And Orlando, as we saw, mm-hmm. beat Columbus today five two. And Kyle Aaron with a brace. Yeah. Kyle Aaron coming off a hat trick and a brace, coming home. I'm sure he's going to want to do well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're playing. I mean, Orlando's playing well right now, and they're. You know, they're playing attractive football, and they're Kansas getting. Kansas City is near the top. I mean, like if we don't sort out these defensive issues in two days or three days, it's it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, and I mean the only thing you, we can say is obviously the the difference between home form and road form has been has been night and day. I mean, uh, we've been a little bit steady on the back line at home, probably just because of home field advantage and other teams traveling up, but. You know, you look at uh, the positive of Jovinko getting a rest. And you know what? Here's the other thing I'll throw out there. You know, we have we have Altador on a red. And I, I, you know, I throw the question at you and to the listener and whoever was thinking about it and saying, you know, we didn't look that bad when it was Jovinko and Luke Moore or, or when Altador hasn't been available. Yeah. I mean, we've still been able to, at home, win games and yeah. look, look good. So Altador's red is not the end of the world. No, certainly not. I mean, uh, and Warner will be back. That is true. That is very true. Warner will be back. Um, um, Altador was gone for how many games during the Gold Cup? Like uh, two or three. But yeah, he was—he had, a, you know, he was working through an injury earlier. In the that season is true as well. Yes. That is true. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, I think I think the reason why we don't have to rely on Altador is because Jovenko is the playmaker. He's the engine. He's the guy that whether it's more. Um, or Altador, he'll he'll put the ball there. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I think I think I think you're probably right. I, I think the the loss of Altador is is um, it's not ideal, but it's certainly not a game breaker. And yes, our our defense at home has been better. There's no doubt about that. Um, but Orlando is just clicking right now. Yeah. So they're scoring. Yeah, and Laren and is scoring on the. They, well, they went at home, but. Hey, well, we scored goals in New York too, so that's not—that's not really like a. Well, <laughs> earlier they hadn't won at home at that. Point. Seems everyone can score in New York these days. <laughs> yes. Montreal did it, yes. we did it, Orlando did it. So that's—I don't think we can really draw too much from that. No, but, you know, but maybe when Vanny came out in the second half and said we're going to do a lot of defending right now, maybe he was looking towards Orlando and Kansas City, of course. But by Kansas City, hopefully Bradley's back. So. I mean, maybe it's going to be a, a tighter, more defensive game on Wednesday, and um, we're going to hope to get Altador and Bradley back on Saturday, and it's maybe back to, 
you know, the, the diamond we've been playing before Bradley went away. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, maybe that's the only thing that's slightly unfortunate from the last month is that before he went away, I think we started to see some of the best of Bradley we'd seen in a long time, and we started to see that sort of triumvirate of Altador, Jovinko, and Bradley link up really well. Um, so I'm eager to see that happen again, which I guess, if everything goes more to plan, that would be on the weekend against Kansas City. I, I guess all the talk of uh, 10 of 14 home games is going to be pushed back a couple because we got the card and injuries and stuff like that. Maybe it doesn't actually begin in earnest until Saturday with Kansas City. So it's and that's what I'm talking about. You can't, yeah. like, we, we, nine of thirteen. Think the you know the expectations shift, yeah. and it's like no, we think you have to take the one game that's in front of you all the time and try to do your best in that. Oh, you know, yeah. The last thing, this was this doesn't seem like it was a key weekend, but I think the one thing about the watch for Kansas City is that you know we've been doing our uh, Joe Vinko MLS MVP watch. Tonight wasn't his wasn't a big game for him, but I think. If, we, if you want to keep that theme running for next Saturday, that's Benny Fellhauber coming to BMO Field. That's the matchup to watch if we're yeah. going to be looking into that game. Um, highlighting games where Jovinko is up against, you know, a guy that is in the same conversation as him, and that's probably the most interesting thing we're going to see. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we just saw it with Kamara. You know, yeah. he was okay. Jovinko was okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, that's that's a great point. That's a great point. What, are you looking forward more towards uh, the Orlando game or the Kansas City game? Ooh, that's a good call because I, I – here's, you know, I'll, I'll throw two things. One thing, I'm looking forward to the Orlando game because I want to see Kyle Lauren. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited about how well he's done as a local guy and a Canadian. That's why I think Orlando – And you want to see him, like, get into form before we play Belize. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, uh, he's, he tied this, this game today, he tied the all-time rookie goal-scoring record with so many games to go, and it's just... Yeah, he's going to break it. Yeah, and it's just, <laughs> he's just a guy that, you know, we've, we've obviously been hearing about and following and having spoken to guys of Sigma and then, you know, kind of giving him the heads up of, like, no, trust us, this guy's, this guy's special. Like, he's, he's going to be good, and he's, he's not a guy that needs to go to USL. He yeah. is, he's a pro. Yeah. He's pro-ready. Uh, and to see that being fulfilled is it's just awesome. On the flip side, Kansas City, though, I think is just a, you know, it's like yeah, it's different times and over the years, Kansas City, I think, has represented different things. But, I mean, that's our, that's inaugura- that's our inaugural home game. Yeah. Right? Like in 2007, it was yeah. Kansas City. So there's always, I think, a place for Kansas City yeah. to be like, fuck, I hate that team. And if I may throw something out there, and I read something online that Kansas City was one of only three or four or five teams in MLS that doesn't have a player making over a certain amount in terms of DP. Sure. So, I mean, they're, they have always been getting it done, not on the cheap, but probably smartly. Yeah. And they're still doing it. Yeah. So it, it, it is a nice contrast, I think. Uh, two approaches. Yes, like that. That makes sense because we I've, we've talked about like a team like DC United, the way that they you know DC and Toronto both the, got awful a couple years ago and how yeah. they went about their rebuild and Toronto went kind of abroad with big money and DC decided yeah. to bring in MLS and you have Kansas City or a team like Real Salt Lake, who has to be a lot more shrewd, rely a little bit more on scouting, 
be a little bit smarter with their the salary and whatnot, just because they're in a. I mean, they're in a smaller market. Yeah. Uh, and they have to make a count. Yeah. Because you know, once they once the fans lose interest, it's really hard to bring them back. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I also think of, you know, Kansas City is also a team. Last year that I thought about where, you know, wasn't at this exact time, but it was this fixture fixture last year where it was a pivotal game our season. I mean, Kansas City was a top team. We were at the top. And, I mean, not to, I don't mean this in any way, but it was a game where I remember saying that was a really critical game and the atmosphere in the stadium was quite drab. Right, right. And I thought that was weird that yeah. people weren't on their feet and you weren't feeling energy in the stadium. It was, or the importance of two top teams in the conference going toe-to-toe. You just didn't feel it. So I'm interested to see if there's any kind of tangible mood in the stadium, whether it's people are aware that Fel Haber is, is so good this year and Jovinko and him are going head-to-head. If they're going to they're gonna big up that, yeah. that matchup or if people are going to be actually going to say, hey, these are two top teams in the conference. Um, I think a lot of it might depend on Wednesday and, and Toronto's performance in that game. I mean, if they come out flat and they don't do well, mm-hmm. I think it's really going to depress the excitement for Saturday. I mean, if they if they do great, I mean, maybe Saturday, regardless of if people know that, uh, you know, Kansas is one of those really good teams. Yeah. Um, maybe it'll still be okay. It's it's going to be. I think it's going to depend on Wednesday. And I think that's that's maybe the message. It might be the message that Vinny was getting at, but I think it's something that we thought about trying to. You know where does this New England game fit in the big scheme of things? And it's that we have two home games, and they're both quite critical. They are. They really. You know, they're not yeah. games that you can say you can wash one for the other. Yeah. Um, I think Toronto has to look. At, I think they need to look at both of those. As we have to go I, out there to win. We we have to win both of those. I yeah. would I would say that has to be the goal. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. So Paul Marhu. Let's leave, let's leave it at that. Leave right. it at that. that <laughs> right. We have to win these two games. People can get you. Are you, are you still? You're doing the strip. Are yeah. You still, have you been doing it for the, the club as well? Yes, I, I still do the Eastside Standup strip. Um, uh, that's at EastsideStandup.com, and uh, I do the comic also for Toronto FC. Oh, win the Reds. That comes out every Tuesday, and um, and yeah, so I'm doing both. So take your pick. And people can find you at. They can find me on Twitter at GrayPaul, G R E. Y, P A U L, um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to. If anyone wants to ask me a question or reach out to me, I'm more than happy to uh, to get in touch with you. Perfect. All right, and of course, everyone knows I'm at Clark R N O, or at info or have your say about nationonline.ca, and uh, you know, ping us anytime. Obviously, this week we heard a lot about <laughs> the audio yeah. cutting out, and we addressed that. So yeah. We'll answer those things. Uh, if you guys have any questions or disagree with anything we said uh, or say, it's uh, we're more than welcome to engage uh, other ways or bring it up on the next episode. So we'll leave it at that. Paul, I was going to say great Paul. Paul, <laughs> uh, it was great watching the game with you today, and good to see you again. You too. All right, so thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. We want you to get involved. Reach out to us on Twitter at Red Nation Online or by email at info or have your say at rednationonline.ca. Get in touch with us. Let us know how you thought the team did. Agree, disagree, it doesn't matter. Also, check out our other podcasts on Red Nation Online from The Black Hole, Ours is the Fury, The Footy Roundup, and our interview series. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. And the